This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's a tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. It's the women's final at the French Open. I'm Nigel Seeley to preview it. I'm delighted to say joining me is our WTA handicapper, Rory Jawadi. Now, Rory, if you've been a follower of the show for the last five months or so, hasn't had the best of times. He's had luck has not really been on his side. But in the last few days, if you followed his picks and you've gone with his Mukova selection here at the French Open and Mukova to win the uh, the quarter, you will be quidzing. Uh, I know how much it means to you, Rory. I know how much you, you, you've you been feeling. I've been following your Twitter feed and, uh, you know, you, you've been riding the, the each shot. I, I know that personally. So it's really good to get in the winner's enclosure and really good to get a finalist through here at a very, very tasty price. So you're only as good as your last bet. And your last bet has been exceptional. So no pressure, mate, but uh, well done uh, on the last few weeks and well done on a, what's going to be a winning tournament here in Paris. Thank you. No, uh, it's, yeah, it's not been the easiest uh, few months and it's, yeah, plenty of ups and downs, more downs, but yeah, it's it's great that, and, and thank you for letting me have the mook of her each way uh, outright. Um, and I think what's great, what's also great is to see so many of our followers actually posting those tickets with with Mukova each way and now she's in the final so yeah so, so it's, thank you for keeping the faith um and uh and for tuning in it's been a really good tournament and we had well that Mukova Sabalenka match yesterday was exceptional probably the best match I've seen this year the first two sets were such high quality it's probably the, the best Sabalenka's ever played on I was going to say on clay obviously she's won Madrid Probably the best she's played on conventional clay in, you know, in on slow clay conditions. She played really, really well yesterday and still ended up on the losing side. And Mukova took the first in the tie break. So we landed our tie break bet. And it was another tie break in the second. She had a match, I think she had a match point in the second, maybe. Mm-hmm. She was definitely a break up. Um and then Sabalenka won the second set tie break. And you just thought, oh, maybe, maybe we're out here and then. Sabalenka went, well, but I spotted early in the set in the third set. Sabalenka looked, she looked shot. You know, there was one service game. I think she held to lead three two, where there was just nothing on her second serve, and one of them went into the bottom of the net. I mean, Mukova was struggling as well. She was grimacing. She was tired. I mean, they the first two sets was really hard tennis, really intense, long rallies. You know, both players moving around the court a lot. So they were both feeling it in the third. And then when Sabalenka went 5-2 up, you just thought, yeah, that's it. No chance now. But then, you know, Mukova found something. Sabalenka's game went and and, and Mukova got through. And it was 
an absolutely incredible match, but goodness, you don't want to sit through too many of those. Not good for the old ticker, I can tell you. I think that by the job, looking at our, both of our haircuts, I think we've both sat through a lot of them many, <laughs> over the years. And I know Sean Calvert, I, th- I think there must be some kind of trend with the with the tennis handicappers here on Game Bet Match. We've all got receding hairlines. And I think that's going through those three-hour drills of watching our women's tennis. I think that's what's done it to me over the years and certainly for yourself as well. But Mukuru goes through, which is brilliant for us. Obviously, we've got we've got a pick at uh, 50 to 1 to to win the tournament. She's in the final. We've got so we've landed our 25 to 1 place money. A lot of people have been posting uh, odds of 100 and 100 plus, which is which is great to see as well. So people have actually capitalized and made financial profit on here as well. So Mukuru's certainly become our number one uh, tennis player that we were, we're following here on the women's tour on because we win. Um, the thing is now though, she has to running, she has to do it all again. And she's got to run into a, a very, very tough opponent in the world. Number one and the two time champion here in Paris, Iga Shrontek. Now Iga Shrontek was pushed to the limit in the second set yesterday against Beatrice Haddad Mayer, who produced one of the most what a brilliant performance. I set. no fear, really no fear. And she showed no tones of nerves she would make an unforced error and totally then she went in and she did an ace. Really, um, her mindset was incredible, but she fell second best to uh, to Igor Shriontek. We'll break down the final, but before we look at the odds on the final, what did you make of that um, Shriontek match, especially that second set? Was, that was another really high-level women's match as well in that, in that second set. It was, and Shriontek went to break down early in that second set, and I think I did tweet at the time, okay, Igor, let's see what you've got. And, you know, she responded... But had Ajmai had chances, she had a set point in the tie break. And her, yeah, mentally, she's so strong. And we saw that, we've seen that several times at Roland Garros. I mean, in the match against Shaber, even when points were going against her, you could see her just almost telling herself to forget that last point and just get on with the next one. You know, really good self-talk and, you know, something that, you know, perhaps Siontek could learn from a bit because Siontek can get quite down on herself at times. But yes, Siontek, she got through. She still doesn't look like she's firing in all cylinders, I have to say. Uh, you know, she played pretty well. And, and the first set, even though it was 6-2, it seemed a lot closer than that. Um, it was a good match. It was a good match. And we, we said before the match that Hadaj Maya had a winning record. Obviously, she doesn't now. It's now 1-1. But Sviontek, you can see that if she gets dragged in to a battle, which I think I said a couple of days ago, you know, there is a chance that, you know, she's not she's not invincible by any stretch. And, it, you know, if, if Mukova can, can get her into a battle... Um, I don't think this is a foregone conclusion in the final. I mean, Sviontek, you know, we say all that. She hasn't dropped a set so far. Um, yesterday was the, the the hardest she's been pushed. Coco Goff did push her in the previous round. Um, and it was funny. I did see yesterday, I was watching, during the Mukova match, I was watching Eurosport and they had, and they had like, like um, some press conference quotes. They had one from Sviontek and, and she was sort of saying how, you know, she doesn't feel like she's had a great season. Obviously she got injured in Rome. Um, you know, she, she doesn't feel, you know, maybe she's not a hundred percent, which is a scary thought because, you know, she's still beating everyone, but, you know, for this final, she's going to have to play very near her best, I think, because Mukova full of confidence in great form um, the odds tell a different story. We'll get onto those in a second. But 
Um, I, I think Sviontek's going to have to step up a bit from how she played in the semi-finals if she's going to win this final. Before we go on to the women's final, we have to look at the uh, implications of the betting at Wimbledon. The Wimbledon Championship starts in just under a month's time. So we'll, this time next month, we'll be in the probably going into the second week, I think. Um, but these are the odds to win Wimbledon now. Uh, obviously, I probably jumped the gun too early. I took Jabert to win Wimbledon at 12 to 1, thinking that she was back and she was the takeout from the tournament. Obviously, what we've seen in the last couple of days, there's two players there that you want to be with. Mukaba now into 20 to 1 to win Wimbledon. We've actually picked her at 55 to 1 uh, on one of our shows as well. So she's one of Rory's picks already. So if you've got the 55 to 1, you, you, you're more than half the, that price now. Uh, and also Hadab Mayer, obviously, I think at 33s, I think she looks a, a decent prospect because uh, if she serves and plays like she did yesterday, she's going to be a real danger on the grass courts. Here are the odds, though. Ribikina is the silver favourite, plus 350. Sabalenka is plus 350, the joint favourite. Eagle Schrontic is $4. 1,500 Jabir, 20 to 1 now, Mukova. Uh, 25 to 1, uh, Corey Goff. 25 to 1, Krajikova. 25 to 1, Kvitova. Uh, Samson over at 30 and Hadad Meyer at 3,300. So really, the big movers in the last couple of days are Mukova, our pick, at 55 to 1, and Beatrice Hadad Meyer at 33s. No surprise really on that market, but that's how Wimbledon stands there. We've got the value already on Mukova. Do you think that uh, that line might come in even further in the build-up to the grass court? Uh, big, it's the third major on the grass at Wimbledon, SW19, in a, what, three weeks from now? Well, if she wins the French Open final, she'll be shorter. That, that's for sure. I I think she's about the right price now. But it's funny, I, I was talk, looking at the French and Wimbledon almost together. And I was actually having a chat with a friend last night. And I sort of pointed out that with the French, and because in 2017, Ostapenko won it and she was 100 to 1. Krajikova won it two years ago. She was 175 to 1 or more. And now Mukova's through to the final, some places, triple figures. And he sort of asked me, you know, why are we getting all these shocks? Why is why have you got so many shocks in the French? And I kind of think, one, the level's improved all round. But I think as well, so much of the tour is played on slowish hard courts. Obviously, French is on clay and Wimbledon's on grass. So it's just something different. Um I mean, the Australian US are a bit quicker than slowish. I mean, they're a bit quicker than the norm, but still they're pretty much what they play on most weeks. And and now, and so what's happened, and I think we discussed this with James Blake a few times on, on the show, you know, you, you're getting less, you're getting fewer specialists on clay and you're getting fewer specialists on grass. So anyone who's a bit better than the normal on clay is going to have a better chance at the French. So maybe that's why you've had some long price winners and, and finalists in recent years. And I think you could apply the same logic to Wimbledon. You know, I don't know what price Rebecca was when she won it last year, but she'd have been pretty big, I've said. Um, so the, the players who you would expect to win tournaments week in, win out, and are not necessarily going to win the French and Wimbledon because they're different surfaces. So Wimbledon, I mean, I've already put up Mukova. Stayed her case. I mean, and we've seen, you know, in this tournament how good an all-round player she she is. She volleys well. She can trade from the baseline. She plays the backhand slice, so she's got that variety in her game, which makes her very appealing on grass. I've already put up Donna Vekic as well as someone who has won tournaments on grass before, um, and 
I think she went out in the second round here at Roland Garros. She wasn't disgraced, but I think anything, um, I think her best surface is grass. So I would put her on, on a short list for Wimbledon. But you're looking at the top of the market for Wimbledon. Obviously, Rybakina would be the outstanding one as the defending champion. Sabalenka, obviously, with her power, you'd have to give her a chance. Sviontek, I think it's a terrible price for Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's she's never gone that deep. Last year, she didn't play any grass court prep tournaments before Wimbledon. I think if she's going to win Wimbledon, she needs to prep. She needs some match practice on grass because, you know, going from clay you know, playing playing at the French Open, going straight to Wimbledon, it's such a massive contrast. Obviously, at Wimbledon, the ball keeps low; it's much faster. So, I think she needs to play a prep tournament. I think she's a terrible price. I mean, Jabeur, obviously finalist last year, you'd have to have a chance. As I said, I just thought maybe she felt her calf again in that quarter final. She was very disappointing against Hadajmaya uh, in the second set onwards. Um, Mukova, we've mentioned Goff. Grass wouldn't be for her. Frizikova would be interesting. She's such a good doubles player. But, you know, you'd have to question her form after she went out early in Roland Garros. Kvitova has got to be a fitness doubt over her. Samsonova, big server, hasn't been serving as well as normal this year. Um, not as well as she did last year. But she's won in the sort of warm-up tournaments who could definitely, there's some really quick grass court tournaments. I think Berlin's very quick and Nottingham are very, very quick. So she could, you know, you could easily see her winning one of those warm-ups and her price would drop. Hadaj Meyer is interesting. She's a lefty, hits the ball hard. Her record at Wimbledon's really poor though, which surprises me. She went out in the first round last year. She's only reached the second round twice. Now, obviously, that could all change. I mean, Sabalenka hadn't been past the third round at Roland Garros this year. But that would put me off. Um, although 33 to 1 plus 3,300 isn't a bad price about someone who's clearly playing very well. Mm. Yeah, well, Wimbledon is building up and all the action is going to be covered here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one betting tennis podcast. So, uh all that's to come. It's all about tomorrow now, though. It's the French Open. But before we go into the French Open, just to say, Rory is rocking a very retro England 1982 uh, <laughs> kit there. Trevor Brookin and Kevin Keegan uh, leading in the front line for England, and uh, Roy Giovanni and Nigel Sidney leading the front line for you here, uh, heading into the French Open women's final. Uh, let's have a look at the odds here now. We've got our tip, Mukova. We, uh, we've spoken about her. We've said that uh, we think that the market is a little bit disrespectful. And look at that price. Minus 835 for Igor Svontek to win the match. Plus 575 for Mukova, which does seem really, really, really high. You've got to remember, though, she has just come through an absolute epic. And how long that match is going to take out of her body, I'm not so sure. I think it's going to be a very, very draining match to recover. I know she's had 48, days, uh, 48 hours of rest, but... Uh, it is something to come out of it. And obviously playing in a first major final as well is a really, really crucial thing here as well. But that is a disrespectful price. When you look at the head-to-head, she leads 2-0 against uh, Iga Schwantek. Two two matches, two wins for Mukova in 2020 and 2019. And both of those wins were on clay as well, which is quite staggering really when we look at the prices and you think to yourself, really, should we, uh, should we be taking her on at those prices when you consider the head-to-head and you consider that the fact that she's... Uh, she she's won both their games. One of them was in a in a sort of an exhibition match, which we may not look into. The other one was in Prague 
in 2019. Uh, but let's have a look at the props. The props here. Uh, six and a half is the hand, the, the spread. Mukova is a heavy favourite, minus 136, and Triontic is plus 112. You can move that line along on the Bet Rivers website. I think there's about 35, 40 different markets on the site now. You can move that spread line to five and a half or seven and a half, and you can five and a half obviously will make Triontic a minus money favourite and uh, Mukova the plus money. And the total games, now this is the market that surprises me. This is where I'm I'm interested in. The total games here are 18 and a half. We know Igor Shrontek hasn't dropped a set. We know she's been in absolutely fantastic form. But Mukova is a lot better than her ranking suggests. Her world ranking currently is 42. She's a lot better than that. She's going to be a top 20 player after this tournament. And um, I think that's very disrespectful, that total game's 18 and a half. So 18 and a half over, minus 127, under, plus 104. And when you look at the head-to-heads when they played, uh, obviously one of them is an exhibition match, which Mukova won 10-8 in the final set. And the other one in 2017 produced 27 games. If you look at previous um, matches in the finals of the French Open, in the last 10 years, only three have gone under 18 and a half. Seven have gone over. And in two of those three, Igor Schrontek plays. Igor Schrontek's matches have been very quick. Uh, Rory, there's my kind of two pennies worth of what I think is happening. I, I, I will definitely be playing the over 18 and a half. Definitely. Um, where's your angle of attack here? It's funny. Um, yeah, so officially it's 1-0 on the head-to-head because, as you said, that was that meeting in, in Prague mm-hmm. on clay in 2019, which I've actually watched quite a lot of this morning. That's been my prep for this uh, for this podcast. And I did actually see some of the meeting in 2020, which was, as you say, was an exhibition. It was also in clay. Uh, it was also in Prague. It wasn't on clay. It wasn't hardcore. Um, and, yeah, as you say, Mukova won 10-8 in a Champions tiebreak. Um but it was interesting watching that 2019 clash. So there are a couple of things to take into account. So I was watching it. Mukova had some Kinesio tape on her shoulder, uh, which is kind of par for the course with her. She's, she's been patched up for the last three years, pretty much. Um, she was actually the underdog for that match with the bookies. Um, she was a wild card for that tournament. Sviontek, that was her second match of the day because she'd come through the qualifier, her final qualifier in the morning which went three sets. Um, but honestly, you watch, it was a really high quality match. I mean, you watch that match, you could see, I mean, Sviontek was just 17 um, and she was actually higher ranked. Um, Sviontek was ranked 95 in the world and Mukova was 106. But it, it being in Prague, home tournament, Mukova got the wild card into the main draw. Um, you could see what a talent Sviontek was. I mean, you you can see, you can see all the shots very emotional, though. I mean, she, Mukova almost had to console her at the end of the match. And we've seen signs of that this year, um, where Sviontek gets very down on herself. I mean, it was one, there was one changeover where she sits down and her coach is, is telling her to pretty much calm down and she's almost in tears. I mean, she's obviously toned that down a bit. Um, but it was very, very interesting because... The thing about these two, and I, I think I said it yesterday, I got a feeling, and, and from watching that as well, I think Sviontek's a better match for Mukova than Sabalenka was. She's not going to hit through Mukova. Mukova is very, very good defensively. I mean, Sviontek's the best player I've ever seen defensively in the women's game. But Mukova is very good defensively. 
So she can trade from the baseline. She has a big inside out forehand she can use. She comes into net, she volleys, she can play the drop shot. She's got the variety to, to trouble Sviontek. And as we've seen in those two previous matches, and obviously that was before Sviontek won her first French Open and really came to attention. Mukva, I mean, this tournament, I think she's looked amazing. Uh, I backed her in the Australian Open this year against Danielle Collins. And and one thing that was apparent in that match was she looked really underpowered. She looked, I mean, Collins out hit her. And obviously Mooka has been struggling with injury here in Paris. She's fully fit and you can see she's hitting the ball a lot better than she was in Melbourne. So I think Mukova's a much better player than she was. She She's fit. Um, Obviously, that match against Sabalenka would have taken quite a lot out of her. But I, I watched some the press conference afterwards because there was a lot of speculation as to whether she was injured in that third set. Um, and he, she said that after, she said after two hours, her body felt it. She felt she had a little low in the third set. She could feel she was slowing down, and it turned again. And she said, with all the energy of with all the energy from the people, I was able to bring back the energy. But she did admit she was cramping a little bit at the start of the third set. And she said, I'll try the best to recover and hopefully I'll feel great for Saturday. So I don't think there was an injury. I think there was probably just a bit of cramp, a bit of fatigue. And you saw that with Sabalenka as well. I mean, I mean, she folded in that third set, having been in a winning position. I think Mukova's played, Mukova's win over Sabalenka, I think was the best performance from anyone this tournament. She had 38 winners against 27 unforced errors. Um, Sabalenka had 44 winners against 53 unforced errors, which with her game, her high risk game is a good return. So I said, I think it's the best she's played on conventional clay in her career. And she still lost by comparison. Swantik yesterday had 25 winners against 26 unforced errors against Coco Goff. She had 19 winners against 15 unforced errors. You've said these odds for Mukova are disrespectful. I think they're downright insulting. Honestly, I, I, I think, I think Mukova's really got a chance here. I'm not just, and you know, I, I, you know, I should be thinking, I've got the each way money here. I want to hedge. I can't really hedge. You can't hedge when Sfiontek's that short. I think she's got a chance here. Um, you know, obviously she's beaten her before. Sviontek, I think, I don't think is quite at her best. I think Mukova can live with her from the baseline. And I think she'll give her plenty to think about. And I think as well, if things are going wrong for Mukova, which is one of the things I really like about her, is she can change it up. She has got a plan B and a plan C. Um, Sviontek has a plan, as someone else I heard, it was a great quote the other day, if you've got a plan A, you go for your plan A+, plus, which is just to play the same game and just go for it even more, which is Sabalenka's style. Um, and it's probably Sviontek's style as well. I think Mukova's got a chance here. I really do. Now, there's going to be a lot of people here watching uh, who have got positions on the on the bet. Uh, they've got their, their each way play already. They're landing odds of 50 to 1 or 100 to 1 to win the tournament. Now, you're not suggesting at all that we should hedge at minus 835. <laughs> no. Are, 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 you, are you going for the CD strategy? Don't be a moron. Put more on. Or are you, are you, <laughs> are, are you, uh, are, or are you uh, saying, listen, we've got, we've got the money in the bag. Let's just watch it and just give her a big cheer because she's got a chance. I think 
if you haven't got a position, if you've got a position, if you're on Mukova outright already, you don't obviously don't need to to go in again. Um, I was I was expecting your hedging is for gardens, but um, well, um, I agree. I could, you can't play it minus. You can't play eight, you can't. eight thirty-five hedge. I mean, you can't you can't do that. I, mean, I I would if if I was sitting on a I haven't bet Mukova, and I, you know I'm glad I'm glad you have. I haven't bet um, but if I was sitting on a hundred to one voucher or a fifty to one voucher, I would be very cautious of the injury that she's had. I'd be very wary not the injury, the the lengthy match she's had. I'd be very wary that the fact this is her first major final and we've seen people in major finals, all the form they show going into the tournament when she when she's serving for a for a major, that goes out the window. So that would be my concern. So my strategy, if I was in a hunt, if I was sitting in your position, Rory, or I was sitting in uh, uh, was watching this watching show with a nice a voucher at hundreds to one. I would look. I would look to hedge at some stage if Mukova took a set, yeah. Or if Mukova, if Mukova took a set, or she went a break up in the second set with a set in the bag, and you could hedge uh, Schwantek at plus one twenty or one twenty five or something like that. Then I would definitely contemplate because you've seen so many great players in the past fold from winning positions in, in major finals. And that would be my question mark. And, uh, and I suppose I don't really follow women's tennis as much as you do. Mentally, what, where would you, what do you feel like, Mukova? Do you think that she's someone who's mentally strong enough to go through with it? Or has she shown sort of temperament problems in the past? I mean, yesterday, she won that match really because Sabalenka completely folded and, and was running on empty. But if if she was with, if she had Shrontek at the bottom, has she got the game to, to finish it? Yeah, I think she does, but she is she can falter. There's there's no doubt. I mean, that match in the Australian Open against Danielle Collins was one where she had enough chances to win it and just couldn't get it done. As I say, I think she's fitter this time, and she's able to give a bit more in those situations. Um, I I mean, yesterday I I actually did that with um, in the Sabalenka match when Mukova went a set up. And a breakup in the second, I did. I did have a bit of a hedge, and I think I, I totally agree that that would be the way I'd play this. So if if tomorrow Mukova goes a set up, I'd probably look to hedge a bit there. Uh, although Sviontek would even at a set down, Sviontek will probably still be quite. She'll still be odds on to win yeah. the match. You'd yeah. think, um, but yeah, that would be the way I'd play it. If you haven't got a position on Mukova, um. I think you can definitely get involved in this because the prices are, I think they're just wrong. I mean, for me, Mukova would be plus 250, plus 300 to win this match. Um, I just think plus, what is it? Plus five, seven, five. 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 That's massive. That's mm, massive. I think there's obviously I liabilities the... as well. I think there's, I think yeah. the books have got a lot of liabilities on Shrontek. Shrontek is always going to be someone who's in parlays. You know, there's a, there's a lot, yeah. of, there's a lot of li- liability on her. And she does have that sort of capability of blowing people away. So it's probably a more sensible bet to play Mukova on the money line at plus 575 rather than play, play so plus six and a half or five and a half on the handicap, because there is that possibility that, Schwantik could win a set six level six one, which could blow out your. You, you could still win the tournament, but lose on the handicap. You know, it, it's it's a difficult one to to yeah. take there. So it, it so it's with, with this bet here, it really should be one that I think you either go all in on Mukov or go go for the big run, go for the money rather than look for options because of that capability of Schwantik winning a set very very easily. I don't think Schwantik would do that to Mukova though. Just with the way they play, I mean, if Mukova's exhausted and and 
can barely lift a leg, then yeah, of course, Fiontek could win a, a set very easily. I think if Mukova recovers in time, I, I, I can't see this being one-sided. I mean, personally, um, and and the bets I will I will suggest, um, I'll suggest I'll suggest two points on Mukova at plus five and a half games at plus one one four. I think that's I think that's huge for five and a half games, given that almost all their sets have been close so far, or reasonably close, and their matches obviously one official match, one and an more a sort of glorified exhibition, but Mukova's won both of them. I think Mukova plus one one four plus five and a half games on the spread for me is a two point bet. Um, and then I'll have a point on Mukova to win the match at plus five seven five. As I said, I just you know obviously, and I can do this from position of you know we're already we're already winning because she's got to the final, but. Do think, and I think, you know, she showed signs of vulnerability, Sviontek, yesterday against Hadaj Maya. You know, someone who really, and I wouldn't even say Hadaj Maya was going for broke, but someone who can just battle. And I think Mukova can do that. I mean, I, I think the thing with Sviontek, like, you know, we I think talked about this with you know, James Blake and with yourself. Sometimes, you know, when you've got these top players who clearly are top players, sometimes they've won the match before they've even got onto the court. You know, mentally, their opponent is a set down almost because, oh, it's, it's Igor Svontek at the other side of the net. How am I going to win a game? Or, you know, how am I going to get close? Mukova doesn't have that. She doesn't have that fear of Svontek. She's beaten her when they've played. I, I think I think Mukova's got a chance. And I, I know that might sound biased. And I know I'm a big fan of her game and everything, but... I haven't been as impressed by Sviontek as I thought I'd be. There's, she's shown it in flashes of being this dominating juggernaut of a force, like as she was earlier this season. But she hasn't really shown it for me here at Roland Garros. It's quite, it's quite a statement when she's won every set. I know, set. I know. One four set, six love, double baiting someone, and you said she hasn't, she's, she hasn't been impressed. I, I, know. I do like your optimism with Mookaba. I hope your optimism comes through. Uh, I haven't been impressed with Mookaba. She's, uh, she's won every one, six love. Six, two, <laughs> seven, six. <laughs> every match she's gone under. Everyone she's covered the spread. But I've been, I've been that impressive. I, I do see chances. Anyway, um, Rory, I wish you all the best tomorrow. And, and, and I think Thank the you. angles of attack, I think, the market is always going to be overinflated about Shriontek. The market is overflated about Carlos Alcaraz, but uh, they are the best in the, in the world for a reason. It's just about getting a little bit of value and hopefully that we can, our player can go through and put on a, a bit of a challenge and, and compete with the best players on the world currently. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Igor Shriontek is the West Women's player on clay, but 8.35, I don't need to be many takers of that price. Uh, Mukova no. is the cheer here. It's been the cheer all the way through the French Open in Paris, and hopefully she can get the job done and land a huge, huge win for us here on the WTA show on Game Bet Match. Remember, there's four ways you can follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can download our podcast, which is Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can get that on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. The views on there have been very, very impressive over the French Open. So thank you very much for watching the shows there. It's the Bet Rivers Network. Uh, give us that a subscription, and you'll be getting an alert every time any fantastic piece of content drops and you can also follow us on our socials at because we win that is the handle which is shared on our instagram page and our twitter page and there you will see 
all the fact that this content, not only from us, but also from our team of handicappers. It's a great podcast on the Champions League final, which is tomorrow, which is uh, which is on there. You can listen to Daniela Fischer-Keller, and you can also listen to Steve Vish, who's had an unbelievable year on his soccer tips this year on the network. And you can listen to that there and download that on the podcast on Extra Time, Betting Weekly Extra Time. Make sure you listen to that Champions League. Well worth a listen. Uh, Rory, all I can say to you, my friend, is have a, a great weekend. Good luck with it. Um, Mukova, I'm sure if Mukova does win, you'll be missing. You're missing when they say you can't do the show. You're off on the the, the Caribbean cruise. Um, <laughs> so I wish you all the very best, mate. And uh, cheers, mate. It's been, and well done for the for the week. Whichever happened, whatever happens now, we've had a winning tournament and uh, we go into Wimbledon in confident mood. And the clay and the grass court season starts on Monday, and we'll be back looking at the low level grass court events again. Have a great weekend, and come on, Mukova, you can do it. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.